The levels are checked. We are prepped. We have been leveled out. We are live. We are live on YouTube. This is the Media Podcast. Do, do, do. Uh, Media Boat Podcast. If you don't know what the Media Boat Podcast is, we are a podcast. Get that. Um, it's, it's dedicated a, to news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. Today is May 8th, 2019. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. And as the name implies, we are a podcast of media stuff. It's true. Stuff being the general term. Yeah, pretty much general everything term. about books. We don't really talk about books here. Uh, but other than that, for, for though, good reason. Those other, those four other things: uh, video games, music, television, and movies. Uh, we do cover here. Yes, we do. So, on a weekly basis, and on a weekly basis, it's true. And we do this live on YouTube, and we also do this in recorded form on a podcast provider of your chooser choosing. Your chooser. You, you you chose. There one might be called chooser. You're chosen. Point. Like a podcast, like a podcast provider called Chooser. Is Have doth chose it the podcast. Yes, <laughs> doth chosen wisely. Uh, wow. What? Uh, let's get to it then. So we only start with movies here at the top of the show, and we only start the movies section with the weekend box office numbers. And lo and behold, the Avengers. Uh, held on to number one, but barely. It did the thing we said it was going to do, which is cut cut 50%, except it cut further than that. Uh, 56, I think, 57%. But that still wiped away everybody else who <laughs> wanted to compete against that. It is your number one movie. That's Avengers Endgame, in case you didn't pick that up. Uh, is your number one movie again this weekend with $147.00. Yes, just one hundred forty-seven dollars. No, one hundred forty-seven million dollars, adding to its total domestic total of six hundred and twenty-one million. It has crossed the two billion dollar mark. Yes, it has crossed Titanic, which means there's only one film yes. in front of it, and it is on pace to beat it. it so we're looking for in three, possibly three and a half weeks, I think is the estimate. Maybe yes, four. For Avengers Endgame to become the most money-making movie of all time. Adjusted for inflation. And I always have to adjust for inflation. You always have to mention that because everybody's going to be like, Man, no. 1997 dollars are stronger. Titanic is secretly still number one. Yes, but then people all say, uh, Hell no. Gone yeah. with the wind. Made <laughs> the wind $3 billion. Like 15 years or something ridiculous like that. And made millions and millions. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're not paying attention to that and you're just looking at your numbers... At, yes, at, at the raw numbers. Yeah. This thing will probably be the number one movie of all time. Very soon. And we'll do it in record time. Uh, yes, it hit $2 billion in record time. It yeah. Literally, there's only one film in front of it that we can compare it to. But it's kind of crazy how it took an entire decade for that to finally be beat. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Is it? I think it's pretty crazy. Considering this is, what, the 20-something... Of these uh, Avengers movies? Yes, but it's also sorry, only like... The, Marvel movies? Yeah, but it's only like the 15th film to make a billion dollars, I think. That's true. 19th film to make a billion? Yeah. Something like that. So well, it's not that out of, like, crazy. But, as we mentioned, um, it made $147 million this weekend alone. Yeah. Which, for any other film, would be fantastic for an opening That'd weekend. Be a big <laughs> opening for most movies. Yeah. What well, didn't have a great opening uh, were the following films. 
The Intruder is at number two with $10 million. Ooh, very they, close there. Very did, close. Yeah. <laughs> they did not let him in. Turns out, like, as the slogan implied, do not let him in. Yes. The, the generic-ass slogan <laughs> yes, for of a movie the, called The Intruder. The Intruder. <laughs> uh, number three, Long Shot with $9.7 million. Ugly Dolls. And number four with eight point six million. Oh, they get that Kelly Clarkson pump that, from the, the AMA billboards or whatever. The Billboard Awards, yeah. And then lastly, rounding out your top five, Captain Marvel hangs on uh, with another four point two million dollars, adding to its four twenty million, bro, domestic. Four hundred twenty million. Get that? It was a weed joke. Yes, the four twenty. I made a joke about weed. It was a wee joke. Yes, just a wee, wee joke. Yes, a little, a little green for my taste. <laughs> but this weekend, though, <laughs> upcoming releases, there's four movies coming out this weekend. Yes, as this is the unofficial, official, unofficial yeah. start of summer. I mean, Avengers it used to, was it. Well, yes, Avengers yes. always, but usually the first weekend of May, we're in May. The first weekend yes, of May, May is usually <laughs> like the opening weekend of summer. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so what do we have? To, this weekend, this well, weekend. of course, the, the crown jewel of this release uh, weekend here, of course, is Detective Pikachu, Ryan Reynolds as a fluffy Pikachu solving crimes. Yes. I don't know if you saw, but apparently Ryan Reynolds put this film out online. I, I did see a little bit of this on Twitter last night. Um, and, yeah, apparently it was a really funny joke. Yes. But that's all I know. Okay. I didn't actually click on the link because I was like, I don't know, I didn't know. Is it just him dancing? It's a, it's a gif. It's a one-hour gif of Pikachu dancing. Because yeah, the Pikachu dancing thing has been all over Twitter. Oh no, that's what it is. Yeah. It starts off like a film with the Warner Brothers logo. Yeah. And then it just goes into the Pikachu dancing. This is not important for this this segment here, uh, but uh, I noticed that somebody pointed out that apparently the dance moves are apparently taken from a Key and Peel sketch. Okay. And they. Put them back to back Side. to the point where J- uh, uh, Jordan Peele today tweeted, like uh, retweeted it with the caption "cease and desist," <laughs> <laughs> which made me laugh of how perfect that was. But yeah, uh, so next Pikachu in theory in theaters in theory in theory <laughs> in theory it will be in theaters this weekend. No, it will really be in theaters this weekend. So here comes okay. Well, what else is coming out this weekend? Also this weekend, the hustle. That's your Anne Hathaway Rebel Wilson vehicle, I believe? Yes, that is correct. They are two con women trying to con yes. out a English mm-hmm. prince of money. Yes, I think. Whale? Yes. I don't know. And then also yes. Palms, which is not about adorable Pomeranian dogs. Unfortunately. But instead, a movie that I've gathered from NPR's ads about it. <laughs> Uh, is about older women uh, going into cheerleading. Uh, older women coaching cheerleaders. Oh, coaching cheerleaders. I believe they're okay. coaching cheerleaders. Right. I thought they were cheerleaders. They, they may or may not be cheerleaders. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You must see the film in order to determine if they so. are or are not cheerleaders. I want to say that they coach, but then in the finale, yeah, they have to actually have to do the, the cheerleaders. cheerleaders. Yeah, you're probably right. And then lastly... And they get disqualified because... You're too old. You're not enrolled in the school. <laughs> yes, maybe. And then lastly, um, a movie that I have not heard about until just this second, but I already know what it is by the name of it. Okay. Is this a documentary about J.R.R. Tolkien called Tolkien? Uh, no, actually. No? 
This is not a documentary oh, about okay. J.R.R. Tolkien. Right. This is a film about J.R.R. Tolkien. So it's fictionalized? Um, if it's not a documentary... No, no. It's like a film about his time during World War One. That sounds like a documentary. No. It's a film. So it's fictionalized? It's a film. You're not answering my question. Yes, probably. Okay. Well, you. okay. It has to be <laughs> fictionalized because the estate of Tolkien... Has come out and said oh, that they this is not accurate. Are not this is not accurate. We do not endorse this film. Okay, great. Um, it stars Nicholas Holt, who is Beast in the X Men movies and former slash maybe still current lover of um, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh right, that guy. Yes. Okay. He plays Tolkien in this film. Got it. And he's about the biggest star they could get for this thing, because that's the <laughs> only one I know is in this. It's sad. <laughs> That's sad, really. So yeah, the Tolkien uh, is the name of the movie, and that is also out this weekend. Those are your variety of options uh, for theater viewing. It's a biopic uh, this week. You're a biopic. No, it's not a documentary. It's a biopic. 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 Anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, did you see any movies this weekend before we mo- uh, or this week? I guess I should say. I almost saw Avengers again, but no, right. I did not. You didn't. Uh, so with Avengers making a hundred and. Forty million, yeah. So half that's gonna be about seventy million. Uh, yeah. Does P- Detective Pikachu beat it in its third week? No. Does it not grow seventy million? Uh, Opening weekend. Seventy seems big for Detective Pikachu. Yes. I will take if you want to put seventy as the over under. I will take the under. Not necessarily seventy as the over under, but okay. will it be number one? I think... Oh, this is tough. Right? <laughs> because I want to say the drop-off for Avengers maybe more. Right, which is put it at about 65-ish. I will give you number one for Detective Pikachu. Oh, really? But I do not think it makes it to 70. Okay. That's that's my weird bet I'm making. Watch me be completely wrong, but this is the <laughs> weird bet I'm making. That it, Detective Pikachu will be... It's your number one movie next weekend, but it will not... Break 70. Okay. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say you're wrong. <laughs> Just because Avengers is like a steamrolling train. It but is. But Detective Pikachu is the new thing. And it is probably taking a lot of the audience that would see Avengers again. Right. And it's also a family film. Right. Or it's playing to the family crowd. It's more so of a family film not, than Avengers is. So it's not like you're buying a ticket for yourself. You're buying a ticket for you and yeah. your kids. It has the magic PG rating. Yeah. Which keep, brings in the younger crowd. Correct. So it could do okay. Yeah. I just don't know if it can do seventy dollars. Seventy seventy dollars. Yes, it, it will make seventy dollars. <laughs> That's the media vote podcast guarantee. Seventy dollars. It will make at minimum. least, if not more, seventy dollars. <laughs> All right. I gotta start saying a million in the mirror a bunch of times. I guess million. Just like Lil Wayne. A million, a million, a million, a million, a million. All right. If you don't, if you didn't see any movies, I didn't see any movies. Let's talk about movie news. All right. Let's talk about movie news. And there's a good trailer that's going to be playing in front of Detective Pikachu. All right. Let's talk about it. This is a follow up from last week where we briefly talked about how people on the internet do not look like do not like how Sonic the Hedgehog looks like in the trailers for Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. That's the, hashtag not my Sonic. <laughs> Is that a real hashtag, or is that something you made up right now? It's probably both. It's probably both. <laughs> it probably is real, but I kind of made it up right now, but I bet that is an actual thing. Fair enough. 
So yeah, uh, back in the news though this week, because following all that severe internet backlash, director of the film Jeff Fowler went on Twitter to say that design changes are being made to the model of Sonic in the film. So yeah, people complained enough to the abyss that the dude who's done directing this movie uh, basically said, okay, fine, we heard you. Let's go back to the drawing board on Sonic. That is insane. Because if you know anything about how CG movies are made, this is not one, not an easy thing to do, since everything was presumably made and acted around a model that was to look like the model of the film. Mm -hmm. So, and second of all, this involves a lot more labor being pulled off of whatever they moved on to and pulled back onto the film that they thought they finished. Uh, this is also not that uncommon in Hollywood. People, they've done this before where they've had internet backlash mm. and had to um, redo things, as they say. Yeah, but I feel like this is a dramatic example of that. Oh, no, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, I tried to remember trying to figure out what it was the last time they did this. Oh, the, the Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right, yes. That was the, probably the last thing. Um, also, Viacom. Well, no, no, no. That, this is Paramount. This is Paramount. Yeah, but that's my call. Yeah, so apparently uh, he also said that, quote, everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best, in all caps, he can be. Uh, in case you were wondering or didn't see the trailer, among the complaints about the Sonic were human teeth. My phone's ringing. Mm-hmm. She has no own podcast. Um... Uh, uh, or she has actual things to say. <laughs> uh, shapely and disproportionate legs. Did you write that? Yes. And the eyes. Oh my, the eyes. Uh, Sonic is currently scheduled to release still on November, in November 2019. But after all this, we would not be surprised if it was pushed back. I uh, would not be surprised if this was pushed into January, maybe next March. Uh-huh. Uh, if they plan on continuing to make that November release, or if not. Um, we have a comment. Hello from a post-Orange Theory Sweatsville friend. (laughs) Well, Orange Theory is a gym. Or a, sorry, it's not a gym more as it is a come in and we'll kick your ass for an hour. Oh, yeah. To make you sweat, sweat, sweat. I've heard that that's the case. Yes. Alright, well, there it Uh, is. So we'll see what happens with Sonic. We'll see if if they make dramatic changes or subtle changes. I bet there'll be subtle. Just take his teeth out. I bet they'll be subtle. I don't think they're going to go super over the top in changing everything. They really can't. No, not really. They really, really can't go too crazy. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Our next story is thankfully a a much more interesting uh, and um, promising one. Um, Another promising uh, destination for the future filmmakers of America. Uh, We should be live, right? Yes, we are live. Feedback. That it's not. I am getting feedback that we are, because we have comments. So we are live. All right. All right. Uh, Our second story is, like I said, um, about a new option for, um, to get students from diverse backgrounds to study comedy filmmaking. So where would I go to study comedy filmmaking? None other than the Harold Ramis Film School, named after, of course... The film school where people go to make films. Yes, sure. But yes, uh, Hale Ramis, of course, uh, famous for films such as Ghostbusters. K. 
Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Uh, named Bill Murray, and he yeah, probably much. directed it. Uh, yes, the, the, the late Harold Ramis is being honored uh, by this film school named after him. The HRFS at the Second City, which of course is the renowned uh, organization uh, that brought you most of the cast of SNL over the last 40 years. <laughs> yeah, not just the cast, but it's writers as well. Yes, the true. Uh, they've announced that they've partnered with NBC for the newly created Emerging Voices Scholarship. Uh, which will be awarded to students from diverse backgrounds that want to study and flex their funny bone at the renowned Comedy Film School. The scholarship will be awarded to four aspiring filmmaking students from the forthcoming Fall 2019 class. The film school defines diverse candidates, in case you're wondering, as any group of underrepresented cultural voices, including ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender identity, or religion. And those are all highly encouraged to apply. Applications for the fall 2019 start date are due May 15th, and students who are accepted into the program and are eligible for the Emerging Voices Scholarship and can submit their applications by June 15th. So there you go. So all Uh, y'all who are uh, looking to get into this. Yes, and this scholarship is backed specifically Mm -hmm. by NBC. Uh, So yeah, it's a great way for to get your film going well this is for, for comedy comedy writing comedy yeah, film if you're interested in comedy film and you want to go to school and really own your craft this is a really cool place to do that yeah second city is like second to none best there is yeah and this will probably, probably be like really good rooms. yeah but, but, but that's more like stand-up comedy though it's definitely one of the one of the earliest examples of those like renowned improv schools mm-hmm. like you have ones that followed that like, like, or were parallel like the Groundlings. But yeah, Second City was definitely the first uh, yes. major source of that kind yes. of talent. Uh, the Groundlings, uh, I'm sorry, the Groundlings, Second City yeah. um, has three locations for this film school as well. Okay. Um, you can go take classes in New York, in Chicago, or in Hollywood. Hey, hey. backdoor. So yeah, check that out if you guys are looking for a place to go to film school. Or, you know... Continue going to film school. Yeah. All right. That's it for movie news. uh, Anything else about movies before we move on to television? I have one last thing. One last Um, thing. Yes, one last thing. Disney decided to basically spill out its beans. Gross. um, From this Disney Fox merger and list every film that was coming out between now and like 2025. Oh, right. Yes. In its pipeline. Okay. And literally they have like two films a month coming out. Every two films every single month for like the next like four years. Yeah, which we all assumed they would, except they had some big bombshell announcements about a couple of their biggest franchises. Yes, apparently Star Wars is officially not officially done. Is but it is, however, taking a pretty long break. Uh, yeah, it'll take about a four to five year gap. Yeah, between its productions. Uh, it will not be a direct sequel to Episode Nine. This will be a beginning of what they say is a new trilogy. Yes, uh, but because of this and because of the Fox Corbett, they've decided to push back the Avatar sequel. Yes. Again. Yes. Again. Again. So 2021 is now the time for Avatar 2, which will be 12 years after the release of Avatar 1. And you'll literally have to get people to... Go back to watch it. So, yes. You have to get people reinvigorated in a 
franchise, big, yes. big old franchise quotes here, yes. because it's, there's only one film in this franchise. There will be sixth graders when that movie comes out that will not have been alive when <laughs> Avatar 1 came out. Keep that in mind. Uh, uh, not only that, but they did announce that the MCU will continue. Yes. Um, Spart- in case you were wondering. In case you had no idea after Endgame. <laughs> in case you thought, oh, yeah, it's over now. No one will see another one of those movies. It's like, it's the end, period, right? Endgame. Yep, Stamp it's on the it. end, boom. Uh, but no. So we have uh, Spider-Man Homecoming later yes. this year. Yes. And then the next film That's not what out. that movie is called. It's called Far From Home. That's why I said. Spider-Man's uh, end, ending home. Yes, sure. Um, in the summer. And then we will have... <laughs> Ooh, I would see Spider-Man in the summer. It's just like Spider-Man going to all these beaches, learning at, like trying out the waves and surfing. No, it's it's like uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, <laughs> where he's just going around the city, set web swinging to different tunes. Uh-huh. And <laughs> that's it. No, he's not solving crime. He's just being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Is there a scene where Spider-Man goes into a recording booth and has an orgasm? No, it doesn't specifically say that. It's just web everywhere. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Uh, yes, they have set dates uh, in next year, in the summer and fall of 2020, uh-huh. but they are not saying what those films are quite yet. Well, I mean, yeah, they don't want to blow their web load. <laughs> Sorry. All right, that's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Moving Anything on. else you need to say about that before we move on finally to television? No, but uh, right. oh, but one thing: uh, everyone thought that the new mutants film uh, was going to go either like bye bye, poof into the dust, yeah. or um, onto their Hulu streaming service. But no, apparently that will definitely still get a release next year. Okay. <laughs> so that was filmed in 2017 and won't premiere until 2020. Stupid. They're like 2016, 2017, yeah. Okay. Let's move on. All right, let's move on to television. We always start television, uh, the segment of the show, with sports, because that's on television sometimes. Yes. And first we get to talk about semifinals. That's the conference finals for both the basketball and hockey leagues. Yes, uh, games fives and game sevens are being played. No one has swept anybody yet, but oh man. This is a great time to watch. Who are the teams to watch in the respective... In the respective sports? Sports. Um, Right now, who's hot? The Rockets. Rockets. Houston Rockets are hot as they have tied the number one seeded Golden State Warriors at two games apiece. Um, Giannis of the... Antetokounmpo Giannis. Okay. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Wow. Of the Milwaukee Bucks. You're saying things, but nothing is making any sense. Remember that long name I make you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good, dude? That's okay. a good All right. Yes. <laughs> Him of the Milwaukee Bucks uh, are currently handing the uh, Boston Celtics their green asses as they're up three to one. And you don't know their asses are green. Um, I'm going to bet they are. All right. Especially after the Bucks kicked them up and down the court. I don't think you would get a green ass for something. Well, see, both, both of them are one. green. Both the colors are green. That's why. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that that like requires their, some something else. So it's like it's on their shoes? Yes. All right. This has gone out of hand. Anyways. 
what, what about else? hockey? Yes, Akuta uh, Kapu, uh, aka the Greek Freak. Oh, the guy! Oh, that guy! The guy on the cover of the basketball game. You're right. Yes, I, I've I've only heard people refer to him as that Greek dude <laughs> for the last like two weeks. I had no idea who anybody was talking about. Now I know. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for explaining that to me. He's on the cover of video games. Right. That's how you know him. But what about hockey? Um, the Dallas Stars Dallas lost. Oh. Game seven, they're okay. eliminated. Bye. Uh, I want to say the Blue Jackets, Columbus Blues Jackets. I think that's a team or Columbus Blues, baby. That's, I don't know. Uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, the Houston Golden State series has been so exciting to watch. Yes, we did cover that. Uh, basketball, all those basketball games are excited to watch. The Golden State versus Port, not Golden State, um, Denver versus Portland. It's it's exciting. <laughs> Also, we, hockey is exciting. We have a comment uh, from from the chat here that says everyone's ass is ass in Boston is green. That's just a fact. <laughs> the fact from eyewitness accounts here. Uh, <laughs> so, someone from Boston uh, would know. Not from Boston, but somebody who would know. Someone who would know. Uh, but anyway. uh, the Blue Jackets are the Blue eighth Jack. seed of destiny this year. Uh, <laughs> they're the ones who beat the Dallas Stars. Uh-huh. Um, also, the sharks, the baby sharks. Baby sharks. Yes, the baby sharks <laughs> um, are playing the Colorado Avalanche in Game Seven of that series. All right. Uh, I believe tonight. So we'll see who wins that. Hopefully, it's the baby sharks. Hopefully not, because they're in our division. And I don't like them, but <laughs> <it's> <laughs> you okay. just don't like them because they beat you. Uh, no, not necessarily. Okay. They're just baby sharks. They're just baby sharks. Yes. They're the ugly of the Pacific Division. <laughs> okay. Uh, spoiler alert. The Angels are losing again. Yeah, not, no, we're not watching. Not a spoiler. We're watching. It's okay. Bases are loaded right now, though, so that's something. It's something, but... They can't catch up, but it's but something. But the Angels did play in Mexico this past weekend as part of a Cinco de Mayo Yes, yes, thing. they did. That is not news. Let's talk about actual news. That was news. The next sports we, need, the sport we need to talk about is good old rich people sport called horse racing. Oh, yes. Because the Kentucky Derby happened, and there was much controversy. Well, in the 140, during the 145th running of the Kentucky Derby running of the Roses... Yes, and uh, horses, mostly. Yes. Well, no, it's the horses, but they run to win the Roses. Uh-huh. Not necessarily sure, like the Rose Bowl, but they do actually get like a bowl of Roses... Oh yeah! Did, did the horses just eat it? No, no. It's actually no. They actually pull it out of the bowl. It makes like a wreath. They put it over the horse. Oh, okay. So it's like it's very draped. elaborate. It's draped in a horse. Okay. Draped, draped in horses. Yes, That's everyone. Thing to do. Yes, we know everyone beat you in hockey this year. <laughs> and no, it's not just the sharks. Oh, apparently the sharks are playing. They're up two to one after the first period. Hey, there you go. So that was actually exciting. Something. All right, win. but anyways, so there was controversy about who won. Yes. So the oh, horse Derby. that came in first did not win the race. So that horse was. So if that sounds impossible, yes. let me kind of explain it because. So first I of all, what's the name of that horse? Uh, that horse's name was Maximum Security. Maximum Security, the With, horse. It's it's a great name for a horse. It is horse. a great name for a horse. <laughs> Anyways, Maximum Security decided to be a bouncer of sorts, and when he came around turn four. Towards the towards the home stretch, he went from inside lane and then went three lanes out, just kicking off every horse on its way to yeah. basically go out and then come back in. And 
you can't do that. For there are actual rules in horse racing, not just <laughs> get to the finish Whoa, line. Really? Yes. Everyone was shocked apparently that it's like, there was actual like rules? rules. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense for a sport that rich people like. Yeah. So okay, it has to be organized. Yes, I, I want my horse to have a fair chance. Yes. None of those unruly swine on my course. <laughs> course, track, track. It's a it's a track. It's a track. It's a track. It's a horse of course, but it's a track on track. Jeez, we are <laughs> going so off track today. No, 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 on on off course. <laughs> Anyways, so Maximus Gear, what happened with? Uh, so they revoked his win. So after the after he crossed the finish line, Kevin first, everyone was celebrating. Whoop whoop. They literally went to the replay review. Mm-hmm. There was a, well, it was in a box, but it's like when uh, the NFL goes under the hood. Right, And right. They're, they're watching the same play over and over again. It's a review, yes. Yeah, it's a review play. But ultimately, he was Dairy Queen. I mean, disqualified. Yes. He, he yes, DQ'd. he was queened. He was DQ'd. <laughs> yes. The damn queened. Um, he, he was disqualified, meaning, every, meaning that the horse who finished first did not officially win. They got right. disqualified, which means everyone moved up one. Your winner instead was Country House. <laughs> <laughs> which may be a better horse racing name because it's stupider. <laughs> like, the best horse racing names. So, well, yeah. Some of them were actually stupid this year. I bet. Like, you uh, said that there was a horse just named Law? Uh, tax. Sorry, Tax. <laughs> the horse name was just Tax. Tax. The horse. Tax. <laughs> which made sense, I mean, <laughs> considering. Uh, but yeah, Country House... One with big odds to 62 to 1. So if you were a gambling man. And you put $100 on that horse, you won $6,000. So yeah, uh, congratulations to everybody who literally bet on the underhorse uh, because the underhorse won. It was an upset, yeah. which is funny because that's where the term upset comes from. A horse named Upset beat yes. Man of War. But of course, uh, the, triple, the Triple Crown is not just. The Kentucky Derby, and it will continue. Yes. Uh, the Preakness uh, will be raced on May 18th. Yes. Uh, next Saturday right. is the Preakness, and we'll probably not have a Triple Crown winner because not. it's a 62 to 1 shot. Country House will not win again. Uh, they're they're going to they're gonna talk to Maximum Security, yeah. make sure he knows what, what yeah. not to do, explain the rules to the horse again. Explain that or- <laughs> the rules to that horse. Horse wasn't listening the first time. Even with those big ears, just to stop paying attention. Now, here's another question. When, he was, when they found out that he didn't win, and he was walking away, trotting trotting on back to his farm, did you think? do you think somebody asked him, Hey, why the long face? Yes. Yes, I do believe that. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. That's it for sports. Uh, That's all one, for sports. Unless you have anything else to add. One last thing in sports. If you are still subscribed to the Sports Illustrated magazine. No, I'm not. Or if you'd like to pick up a copy of the Sports <laughs> Illustrated magazine. I never do. Their swimsuit edition is coming out. That's not sports news. It is when Alex Morgan's on the cover. Oh, Jesus. Really? <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, boy. Well, I know at least one copy... <laughs> Uh, that will be sold. Uh, I literally could not buy desk. it. I literally could not buy it fast enough. <laughs> uh, sports update: The Bucks are crushing the Celtics in the fourth. That series is pretty much over. So the Greek freak helps uh, his team to move on to the finals. All right. Well, we will not have updates continuing during this show because we are not a sports podcast. But let's continue on 
to the rest of our podcast, yes, which l- is about television news. Yes, well, let's talk about something crazier than sports. Ugh. I'm mad that you picked this story, because I did not want to talk about this. <laughs> I bet you didn't want to talk about this, but <laughs> I... It's a slow news week, It's a slow news week. Pretty much for everything, so I don't blame you too much. We have to talk about Kanye West. All right. In the music uh, section, like we usually do. No. Kanye West is going off the deep end. Or, rather, he saw Avengers Endgame and thought, Wow, I have an idea for a multiverse. Or, rather, an omniverse? I think that's what it's being called. That is what it is called. Yes, Omniverse. Uh, Kanye West is developing a Showtime anthology show in which Jaden Smith will play a young Kanye West <laughs> in an alternate reality. Hmm, an alternate reality. Like a reality where Kanye wasn't like a Trump supporter and like said the thing about slavery. Or, Anyways, or where Kanye West, you know, <laughs> stayed good. Yeah. Omniverse is described as a limited half-hour anthology series, quote, Examining the many doors of perception. Barf. And explore the ego (laughs) through the alternate reality of Mr. West. This will be Kanye West's first TV series credit. And he is producing alongside a laundry list of people you'll recognize. Scooter Braun, Lee Sung Jin, Jaden Smith, James Shin, Scott Manson, and Miguel Melendez. Who are these people? (laughs) Uh, He wasn't really going to do each one. Okay. Trust me, you know who they are. Uh, So yeah, this will be a thing that no one will watch, because it's on Showtime. Well, the Showtime has the shy, so I think that's Kanye produced. No. No, that's Spike Lee. Spike Lee produced. Yes, but him I don't think Kanye is involved in that. But it's the shy. I want to say maybe Chance the Rapper is. Okay, that may make sense. I don't think Kanye is. Okay. I could be wrong. Correct us. Uh, send in corrections to mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> you got us. I just want any engagement. It can be negative engagement. I just want some sort of engagement. That's all I ask. Well, I got engagement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, right. all right. Our second story is even more depressing. Sinclair Broadcasting Group. You remember them. Yes, they tried to buy AT&T. And or the Tribune Media. Or Warner Brothers. Or Comcast. Who are they not trying to buy at this point? They're trying to buy people to spread their stupid message, and the next purchase they made is, hey, remember how Disney had to sell off 21 regional sports networks that they inherited from the Fox buy? Yes, they they were forced to sell them from the DOJ. Well, they reached a deal with Sinclair. They will buy the networks for $10 billion dollars. The deal comes months after the terminated sale of Tribune Media to Sinclair. Remember, that didn't happen. Yep. Which cost them the potential of 42 TV stations and 33 markets. Disney had acquired the sports networks, of course, as we said, part of its $71 billion acquisition of 21st Century Fox. But the requirement, of course, that they sell those regional sports networks. So, yeah, all those regional sports networks will be going to Sinclair. What effect that will have on the broadcast, like on the uh, programming of those networks, who can say? I like to think that but, they didn't win the bid, but rather they just outbid everyone. They outbid everybody. Because they, they had the money. Yeah, that. Uh, they, they didn't want it, so, or didn't, yeah. couldn't get it, so yeah. It's it, it was less spent. a pitch of a mod, of an idea of what a sports network would be, but rather money. Yeah, money. I mean, you, you sell it for $71 billion, and you're getting $10 billion back. Yes. That, those are billions, by the way. Billions. billions. All billions here. Yes. It's a stupid amount of money. Uh, so that's, yeah, it for television news. 
Did you? I already know the question. I don't know why I'm a, uh, answer this question. I don't know why I'm asking you. But did you watch any television this I week? I believe I did watch some TV this what week. What did you watch on television this week? Okay, sir. First off, the new season of The Amazing Race has started. You're still watching The Amazing Race. It is my guilty pleasure. How many seasons of The Amazing Race have you watched in total? In total? Yeah, in total. How, I many, think... watch, how many seasons have you watched? So when we had Hulu, I started from the very beginning. Right. You I got quite far. I believe right. I caught up to like That's insane if you did. Because it's been running for like probably fifteen plus years at this point, right? Oh yeah, it's like at season twenty eight, I think. Because they do two a year. They do right? two a year. Yeah. Well they didn't do two a year, but now they do. Now they do. Yeah. Uh, this one is their odd their odd one. So it's their celebrity special edition one. Alright. Name a celebrity that's on this season. I cannot. See? Because these this is a special CBS exclusive celebrity edition. Oh, so it's just people from their shows? Not just from their shows, but from their reality shows. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. You have people from The Amazing Race, uh-huh. Big Brother, uh-huh. and Survivor Ew. all competing on The Amazing Race. Gross. This sucks. Why are you watching this? Um... Vanity at this point. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, so, anything to say about The Amazing Race or just that it exists? It exists. It's still The Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. Um, I hardly, like, pay attention when it when I put it on. But, you know, I, I'll watch it for the tasks and the, the travel. Yeah. You ever consider doing it? Oh, all the time. Do you want to do... You and, you and, uh, you and someone... That's yes. not me. You should do it. <laughs> I, I have considered this several times. Because, hell no, I ain't doing that shit. But somebody else could do it. I'm a... I'd watch. I'd watch if you were wrong. It's one of those where I always I watch it because I'd like to think I'd be good at it. Yeah. And then, like, I may actually not be good. And I don't want to, like, be the first one out. Because it sucks. But it's yeah. always fun to, like, do, do the traveling thing. Sure. So... Yeah, I've always considered trying out. You have to submit videos and stuff. But Also, follow-up question, is it still amazing? I think it is still amazing. <laughs> Although, it is surprising that they're still able to find stuff to for these people to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and different tasks and challenges. But it, it's always amazing how frustrated they get at each other and how lost they get. And just <laughs> instantly start bickering like... You knew what this was. Why are you fighting? See, that stuff just annoys me. It like, is. I just can't watch that. I'm like, I just want to turn the channel immediately when the family start arguing with each other. It's like, no, I don't want to watch this. This is not fun. You know what is fun, though? What is fun? Something I watched. What did you watch? I watched the new Netflix original series, Tuca and Birdie. I saw that this was on Netflix, and I wanted to text you that it was on there, okay. but I forgot. What if I told you... That this is now my new favorite show, new show this year. Well, this is from the same <laughs> animator of Bojack Horseman. So, yes, uh, to be specific, uh, this show is created by Lisa Hanwalt, who is the art director for Bojack, mm-hmm. which is why the character designs are familiar looking. Right. They, and the world is made up. Of a similarly uh, a similar mix of animal, mostly animal in this one, less human. There's not as much of a human animal balance as there is in Bojack. Okay. But tonally, though, this could not be further away from Bojack. So it's not depressing. It is not depressing. Ooh. There has been. I'm about halfway through the se- se- season so far. 
There are ten episodes, as Netflix's want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has only been one moment of real, like, like, oh, this is supposed to be super, like, emotional. Only one. The rest of the show almost feels like it is a... There's, t- there's two ways I could put it. It's almost kind of like the vibe of, like, a broad city combined with maybe... Bob's Burgers. Okay. Where it's like, you get the Broad City stuff where it's about these two female friends in a city going on misadventures. That's what I kind of gathered from the original description. But then you also get, it's paced ridiculously. Like, I think the way that I put it um, earlier this week when I was watching it for the first time is, it's paced, it's an adult cartoon that is paced like a children's cartoon. Hmm. Is to imagine like you know when you think like think of something like a SpongeBob SquarePants where it's right. like visual gag, visual gag, signs in the background, like stuff you would have to pause to see, stuff like where somebody imagines something and it becomes real, like it drops out of the sky. Things are happening in the background constantly. Things are like like a Teen Titans go just a yes, like a bombardment like a of of gags. And, yes, and nods. so imagine a gag cartoon, but every once in a while there's boobs. And somebody says fuck. <laughs> okay, so that, that's how you get the adult version in it. This thing is incredible. Okay. It is a crazy, like, it's just crazy to watch. Like like I said, something is happening constantly on screen. There's just color everywhere. It's just such a vibrant and lively world. But the characters are really cool, too. And the characters are actually well built within that structure. So it's really easy to like make a show like that and just be like, all right, I don't care about any of these characters. But you do actually care about these characters. They're really well written. They're hmm. fun. They're charming. Even the characters you don't think you're supposed to like, like the pilot, it's introduced that Birdie, who is kind of the anxious, like she's anxious. She's more like reserved. She's more prudish compared to Tuka, who is like the Tiffany Haddish character, who is over the top. Very extroverted, very, like, does odd jobs around the city, very out there. Okay. And so, again, that broad city broad comparison city, is yes. easy to make. Um, but you have her, so the Birdie's uh, character has a boyfriend, a living boyfriend, who you think is going to be set up as, like, oh, he's going to be dumb, he's going to be useless, he's going to be, like, all these, like, stereotypes. But the show actually makes you, like, think, like, he's really charming by, like, the fifth episode. I actually was, like, thinking, like, oh, you know what? I don't hate this dude. He's still, like, kind of dumb. He's still kind of, like, 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 not as exciting as the other characters in the show. But what I'm saying is the show actually does work to make you like these characters. Okay. Like, more so than I imagined that they would. Hmm. It's a really, really cool universe. There's, like, the, the jokes are hilarious, especially the sight gags, especially the stuff written. There's a lot of stuff, like I said, where you're going to have to pause to see everything. Kind of okay. like a classic Simpsons sign gag style. Like, you have to do that here. Especially the pilot. The pilot is, like, the fastest 25 minutes I think I've ever sat through in Netflix. <laughs> like, it is ridiculously paced. And so, the downside to all that is that it's kind of overwhelming. Especially that first episode. So I could imagine people who don't know what they're getting into being like... All right, this is really weird. Okay. Now, compare this pacing to that of Big Mouth, the other Netflix kind of adult potty mouth. 
humor. Big Mouth takes its time compared to this thing. Really? Yes. Okay. No, Big Mouth is even not as paced as quickly and as zanely as this thing. So this is like a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like somebody finally realized, like, oh, why, don't, why aren't we doing this kind of thing in, like, adult animation? It is crazy. I mean, as the season has gone on, it has like let the like the the like the stuff happening breathe a little more than the first couple episodes did, and I don't know if that's going to continue BoJack style towards the end, where like once the plot starts ramping up, we'll have less craziness. But like another way, I guess I could put the the tone of this thing. Imagine if BoJack they did a season of BoJack that was just about Todd. Okay. <laughs> that is kind of like what this is. It's crazy, but I'm really, really enjoying it. Like I said, I think it's the favorite new show I've seen all year. And I'm excited to finish it. Okay. Uh, because it's just, it's it's a delight. It's it's amazing. Alright, I'll, I'll probably check it out. Yeah, definitely watch the pilot, because it's it's almost like the, 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 the barrier of entry. Like, if you pass the pilot, then you're like, alright, you can handle the rest of it. Because okay. it calms down a little after that. But it is crazy. Well, I'll definitely check it out, because you, you said it's basically boobs and fuck. There's a lot of boobs. There's a lot more boobs than I anticipated in this show. Well, another show that has a lot of boobs that fuck. Okay. Game of Thrones. Yes, you are continuing to watch uh, this season of Game of Thrones and the internet. Man, they've gone on an emotional roller coaster for the, over this thing. I've heard some people are like, oh yeah, this is the greatest episode ever. And then after this last one, this is the worst episode ever. What is happening? Apparently, because it's not going the way fans want it to go, yeah. either... Quote, fulfilling prophecies, or changing character motives, mm-hmm. or this is a betrayal to the entire series. Uh, because people have their own, like, set things of how they think things should go. They have their expectations. They have their own expectations. And because they are subverting all of them yeah. in every direction, in order mm-hmm. to sort of, like, keep things fresh and keep you on your toes, this reminds you are not me. liking it. This reminds me of something. Like, almost like... Some a big franchise film that came out uh, a year-ish ago, uh, where everybody was like, "Oh, my fan theory was wrong, so I'm pissed at this." Yes, mm. it was. Why are you doing this? You're portraying <laughs> the character. Uh, they, they they would never do this in my mind yeah. because I've read the books and because I've watched the show. They would never do yeah. this. I'm the fan. I'm, I decide. I know happen. what's right for these characters. Yeah. Well, okay. So, okay. so basically, people got their they got their hopes up, and got their fan theories in a bunch, and are all pissed. Oh, off. I was right. Yes, you must gags. Uh But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah. Wh- how, what are your feelings though? Currently, where we're at. Uh, currently, no spoilers, at, of course. Currently, I'm enjoying it. I'm because I'm liking. I'm watching it as a fan of the show. Right. I enjoy the. The subversion, the twists, the turns, the, yeah. the pullbacks uh, that that they have put on. This upcoming episode is their penultimate episode on yeah. Sunday. Which means there are only two episodes left of Game of Thrones. Um, and people are freaking out because, oh my god, this was supposed to be the whole series. But you finished it at episode three. So I don't really care about this other thing, even though it's called... Game of Thrones and not <laughs> Game of Survival <laughs> or Game of Death. It's called Game of Thrones. Who's sitting on the throne? Yeah. Not oh, this this MacGuffin of the White Walkers from the North are coming down, and that is the big threat. When no, it's called the throne. The Night King doesn't want the throne. 
he wants something else, which we don't figure out till this season. It's like, how did you guys not figure that out? Like, I thought that was obvious. Apparently not. Or apparently this is part of fans' expectation of, no, he's the big thing. He's the zombie thing. We wanted to kill the zombie thing at the end. That's the big battle. <laughs> but, no, it's not yeah. called the big battle. It's called Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it just seems like people are very quick to jump on this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not even done yet. No, so there's two episodes we'll left. And I hope by sorry, episode eight, it kind of like calms everybody. They're like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. And, and people will be like, and just, you know... It'll put people in their place like, oh, so that's what they were going for. Maybe. We didn't get it because we or, weren't the whole Or because the internet is terrible, it'll more likely be like, oh, they ended this so badly. Oh, I can't believe they ended it like this. And then we'll see a top ten list, yeah. like, really the next day of the worst episode, or <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the worst, la- top ten of bad last seasons. <laughs> And yeah. number two will be will be Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because number one will always and forever be How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> no. No. No, yes. it wasn't that bad. It was fine. Anyways. Anyways. All right. Uh, let's move on, though, because we can't talk about Game of Thrones forever. No. Uh, did you watch anything else? No, I did not watch anything else. So unless there's anything else you need to talk about. Uh, there's something I, need, I did watch. I finally caught up on TV, and I watched all of The Good Doctor. And I no longer like that show. Okay. I was figuring it was only a matter of time. <laughs> um, so that's the Freddie Highmore. Uh, yes, Freddie Highmore. Has, uh, is on the spectrum. Right. But he's also a surgeon. But he's a good doctor. But he is a good doctor. As the name implies. Yes, he is a good doctor. Yes. But um, because it is the second season, they had a tough time nailing down the cast because they're bringing people... They, at the end of the first season, they, they kicked people out because they didn't want them. And then people liked them, so they brought them back. But they couldn't figure out how to work them in, so they'd kick them out again, and then bring in new people. But they're not gelling well, so they had to kick them out. And <laughs> it just became this whole mess uh, of worrying about all the excess characters. Right. Instead of worrying about the main character, or Freddie Highmore. And then even they couldn't, the writers couldn't figure out his plot, essentially, because it became this thing of, oh, well, we know you're good. We know what you're taught, what you're... You know you're a good surgeon, but are you a good... Doctor? Can we trust you on your own? <laughs> and apparently that was their big conflict uh, of the season, which is not a big conflict of the season. That's stupid. It is. And that's why I like by the time I was just like struggling with the last couple episodes of like this is not the show that I wanted to watch. Yeah. This is not the show that I that was the first season. This has morphed into something else that I'm no longer caring about. And congratulations, Ryder. You ruined it for me. You did it. Yay. Okay, yes. before we move on to cancellations or renewals, do you have any TV you need to get off of? No, but I have a comment. Okay. Uh, it is says, exploring Kanye's ego sounds terrifying. <laughs> I agree. All right, cancellations and renewals. We got uh, some renewals for you and a cancellation. Uh, first up, Hulu has uh, renewed a couple of their shows. Pin 15 will return for a second season. And Rami also will return for a second season. Uh, that's not Rami Malik. That is in a Rami. different show. It's Rami. Uh, ABC also has renewed Blackish for a sixth season. Uh, in addition to that, they are planning two different spinoff shows. That's in addition to the Grownish spinoff that's already taking place. Yeah. But then lastly, E! Over on the E! Network, uh, they have canceled uh, Busy Phillips' talk show, Busy Tonight, after one season. 
Okay, I'm glad you know what that is, because yes. I have no idea. I know this because I recently saw Busy Phillips in person uh, this last weekend. Wait, like on purpose? Yes, uh, we attended a, um, a um, young adult book festival, Y'all West, Okay. Uh, that was held in Santa Monica this past weekend. Uh, she has a book, a memoir, um, and so she was there as part of a panel. Um, so yeah, we, I got to see uh, Busy Phillips. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I saw the day after. Uh, that her uh, talk show had been canceled. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next up is deaths. We have to talk about some deaths. Yes, there um, was, yeah, some deaths. Handful here. Uh, first up, Barbara Perry, age 91, was an actress uh, in shows such as The Andy Griffith Show, The Dick Van Dyke Show, and The Hathaways. 91, though. That's a full life. Yeah, that's, a, that's some good shows. Yeah. Uh, Chris Riccardi, uh, age 54, cartoon director. Uh, was known for directing episodes of The Ren and Stimpy Show, Samurai Jack, Powerpuff Girls, among others. Yeah, I saw a lot of this on Twitter. Um, yeah, he had a storied career, from yep. what I understand. Uh, direct and had his, had um, an effect on a lot of uh, great cartoons over the course of his of course of his tenure. So yeah, that's a big loss. Fifty four is young. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Starling, age seventy nine, a bluegrass musician. Uh, the seldom seen. I guess that was something he. Wrote or was uh, it That was the name of the band. Okay. And uh, won a Grammy in 1992. Yeah. Gr- Grammy award winning. But lastly, uh, the sad one for all you Star Wars fans out there, Peter Mayhew, age 74, <laughs> who of course was the actor who portrayed Chewbacca in the uh, original trilogy and Force Awakens. Uh, just the Force Awakens. Right. That, well, that's what I meant. Like only those four movies. I don't think he portrayed in any other movies. I believe... He was in, was it. in that scene in episode three. I believe he was in the scene in episode okay. three. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, Peter Mayhew. Yeah, that was a sad one. Yeah. Uh, giant man. Uh, but with yes. an even bigger heart. Right. From what I understand, a lot of people uh, said he was very, very sweet. Well, me missed. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Yep. Uh, the upon his death, or uh, leading up to his death, he established the Peter the Peter Mayhew Foundation. And if you want to donate, donate. To that, please do. Yes, I, absolutely. I uh, believe it supports not cancer research, but uh, mental illness. Oh, okay. Because uh, he was a shy person. Got it. Got so it. that's why. All right. With that, I transfer this over to you, and we'll all talk right. about some music. All right, me, all right. Well, while we get to music, let's get to some hockey, why don't we? Hockey? I'm sorry. Not hockey. <laughs> I'm, talking, I'm talking about music. <laughs> all right. What do we got? Because um, there are some new releases. Oh no, we got the no, billboard. No, we got the billboard. First. We always start uh, music we with the billboard. Start with the billboard. Uh, we start with the billboard with the Hot 100. And what do you know? Old Town Road. Take old me down to that town Old Town Road. road. Uh, old Town Road is your number one song, once again, by Lil Nas X. Yep. Uh, number two is Me! Me! Uh, all caps exclamation point me by Taylor Swift and not apparently not the guy from I guess he's not credited uh, the uh, Brent, Brendan Urie is not credited here uh, uh, according to Billboard which is weird yeah but he is I, I believe yeah. it, on Spotify maybe because it's a him. featuring as opposed to an and uh, maybe Billboard's rules are different no, because sometimes they do feature. No, because I remember there was some controversy last, or yeah, maybe late last year or something. There was that one Twenty One Savage song that had 
Drake on it. Yeah. That for some reason, when it was on the Billboard chart, it did not credit Drake. Huh. It only credited 21 Savage. So there was like people at the time being like, oh, does this count for like a, a Drake, Drake single song. in the top five? <laughs> and it didn't, apparently, okay. because of Billboard's weird rules. So I wonder if that's this the case here as well. Okay. Well, we have uh, at number three, wow, period. Wow. Period. Wow. Period. By Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Sucker, by or yep. Sucker by Sucker. Jonas Brothers. Brothers. Um, that's that's a catchy ass song of a catchy song. Yeah, it has a hook. Yeah, and number five, Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee. Yes. Uh, as for your Billboard 200, your albums, we have Hurts to Be Human by Pink. Yes, Pink, number one album. I believe you listened to this. No, I. I'm behind three. I'm three weeks behind on the number one. All right. I have to listen to. Let's go down the list. I have to listen to Khalid. I have to listen to BTS, and now I have to listen to uh, to. Ben. Oh, that's right. You listen to BTS. I have to listen to BTS. <laughs> Although I'm kind of excited because I watched a little bit of um, something. I forget what I was watching. A little bit of, but they played a BTS song, and I was like, you know what? This is all right. Was it SNL? No, it was not SNL. Okay. I, yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I was like thinking at the time. I was like, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Billboard 200, we have Hurts to be Human by Pink. Number two, People by Hillsong United. Yeah. Three, Crash Talk by Schoolboy Q. Yes. Four, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Still there. And number five, Free Spirit by Khalid. Yes. So all top three this week uh, debuts. Uh, those are all debuts. Because uh, 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 Billy Eilish was number one and fell down. But we will have a new number one next week. Uh, why do you say that? Uh, because I listened to it. <laughs> okay. But we can talk about that later. Well, you can tell, tell me what it is, uh, what I'm going to be listening to. When that uh, it's not. Started. Well, it came out last week, but it will be number one next week. Okay. Because remember, there's a delay. Yes, there's a week delay. Yes. All right. Well, we have new releases, though. But, but, well, what will I be listening to this week? I don't know what you'll be listening to this week, but here are your new releases. Mm-hmm. We have Charlie Bliss. Yes, yes, that Charlie Bliss. Yes, I will be listening to this. With Young Enough. Yes, very excited. Uh, we have Ciara. <laughs> with Beauty Marks. Holly Hendren with Proto. Jamila Woods with Legacy. <laughs> Legacy. <laughs> yes. Mac DeMarco with Here Comes the Cowboy. Here comes. Marvis Staples with We Get By. It's Mavis Staples. Marvis Staples. <laughs> Noir. Mavis Staples <laughs> with We Get By. <laughs> Meet Beat Manifesto. <laughs> I included that just for you. Meet Beat Manifesto. <laughs> just... just just feel it on your tongue for a second there. With opaque cooch? I have couch? no idea. Cushy? So Google Sheets wouldn't let me do the accent on the E. I figured that's supposed to be what? I think it's couché. Yeah. That's opaque couché? I guess. That sounds like an album name. It's opaque couché. I hope that that's not something really dirty because we're saying it an awful lot. <laughs> or we're also saying beats meets. <laughs> we're also saying beat beat manifesto. Beat manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Knots with three. Yes. Rye. I may also be listening with to that. Spirit. Mm-hmm. Sammy Hager. Yes, that's Sammy Hager. Yes. Uh, and the Circle mm-hmm. with Space Between. Shaggy. Yes, <laughs> that's Shaggy. With him. with uh, his new album, 
Wana. <laughs> so I have no idea what that's supposed to be. Wana. Yeah, Wagna. I, I believe it's Wana. You're saying like the shaggy voice. Maybe. Oh, Wana. I'm gonna go play that tower. Let's go. Wana. That's quite a shaggy impression. Anyway. Hey, we also have the Get Up Kids. Right. Not Get Up Kids. The Get Up Kids. Yes, the Get Up Kids. With problems. Yes. And finally, White Snake. Yes, <laughs> that White Snake on the hood of your car. White Snake <laughs> with flesh and blood. Not on the hood of your car. So a lot of weird like comeback albums this week. I don't know if it's a Not comeback really sure album, what's going on there. Like, uh, sure, we're still we're, around. We're still around albums. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Weird, weird week. Uh, okay, uh, now should I talk about what I listen to? Uh, well, well, we have some news to go through first. Uh, okay. I know you want to talk about this no, stuff. No, no, it's more like we keep changing when we do things. Uh, no, we have thoughts at the end. Of this segment. Yes. All right. Uh, What's up in music news this week? So, in music news, we have the Recording Academy. Yes. Well, they're making it official. Yes, this was something that we uh, knew was going to happen, but we hadn't actually reported on the show yet. Because we were waiting for it to be official. Now it's official! Now it's official. Now we can talk about it. Yes. Um... I'm engaged. No, no, no. Oh, no, it's not official? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's official about the Recording Academy? Oh, uh, well, the, the Recording Academy, well, more specifically, the Board of Trustees of the Recording Academy, right. has officially appointed Deborah Dugan as the next president slash CEO of the Recording Academy. Uh, the Society of Performers, Musicians, Songwriters, Producers, Engineers, <laughs> And all music professionals, if I didn't really cover it in any of the previous six <laughs> words. Right. Uh, and the organization, behind, the organization behind the annual Grammy Awards. Uh, Variety had reported last month that Dugan had been elected by the board, but the appointment was announced today mm-hmm. by John Popo, uh, who's <laughs> chair... Of the board. I read that. I read his name as Popo, but sure, we can call him Popo. Popo! Um, Dugan will formally assume the role of President CEO on August 1st, uh, replacing Neil Portnow, who yes. had held the role. And sucked! Sorry. Uh, how long has he sucked? A long time. Too long. Try to 2002. Yeah, too long. So. When the iPod came out, <laughs> and music industry changed forever because of it. He was, yeah, he's, he lived through that entire, like, he was there through the entire thing. Up until now. Yeah. When the, he outlasted the iPod. <laughs> he did. How think about that. That's depressing. That's what that is. Uh, he will stay on for an unspecified transition period. Yeah. Most likely three to six months. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's just exciting to have fresh bl- fresh blood in here. It'll be interesting to see how this has effects on the industry, how this affects the Grammys specifically. And uh, apparently, I did not include this in the news, but there was a follow-up story uh, basically with uh, basically she said as much. So she said that changes will be coming to how the Academy runs things and, how, and specifically how the uh, Grammys are voted on. Okay, now, for those of people out there, out there, out listen there. to us, who are not informed about who Deborah Dugan is, uh-huh. would you care to inform them? Am I supposed to know? 
Uh, I didn't know who she was before this. Oh, did you yeah. not? Did you not look into it? No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> this is my time to shine then. All right, shine, yes. shine on. All Here's right, Deborah Dugan will be the new president and CEO of the uh, Recording Academy for what was the she? Grammys. Who was she? Yes. Um, I do not know. <laughs> Wait a minute! What the hell was all that? I thought you would know a bunch of background stuff. No, I have no idea. This is the first time reading your bit here. I don't know who she is. <laughs> also, I assume it's a she. Yes, yes, Deborah. Deborah is a very fe- female. Is female, yes. Anyways, let's move on. All right, moving on. I thought you genuinely knew something I didn't. In music news, <laughs> hardly. <laughs> Alright, well how about the second story? Oh, the second story I know a little bit about. Alright. Because this involves Frozen. Yes, it And does. learning to let it go. Yes, uh, something has been let go. Yes. A Chilean singer has dropped his suit claiming that let it go, you know, from, from Frozen. Frozen and from your kid's iPod shuffle. Yeah, and from, from, from your kid's uh, YouTube playlist. <laughs> uh, yes, but from that movie, Frozen. From your car CD. Uh, from from what your inside of your head when you go to sleep. Yep, from your story time book. <laughs> uh, yes, that he, that Let It Go, the hit song, infringed on his own composition. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Sierra filed the suit back in November of 2017. Now, is it Jamie or is it Jaime? Jaime, probably. Probably. Jamie. So Jamie Sierra, or Jaime, <laughs> okay, Jaime Sierra <laughs> filed the suit back in November of 2017 alleging that the song bore a strong resemblance mm. to Volar, a song that he first performed in 2008. In an amended comp- complaint, Sierra claimed that the triumphant hook of Let It Go was almost melodically identical to the hook of Volar. Well, both Volar and infringing songs used the hook's rising gestures to evoke a sense of freedom and of moving from darkness into light according to the lawyers who wrote it interesting um well that was not apparently strong yeah, enough of right a enough. hook i think it's probably like because like plenty of songs have the same like message and hooks like yeah i guess you could say if like for example the hook from volar is volar volar then maybe there's a little bit of similarity but like not enough for a case like this. No. Um, plus, if that's what you're basing your song <laughs> off of, you may yeah. as well sue 30 other songs <laughs> that came out in films that right. have the same triumphant, yeah. upbeat turn. It's weird. But yeah. Uh, forget about it. You can tell how slow of a news week this week was just by the fact that I included this story. It is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so slow. Nothing happened this week. All right. Well, if nothing happened this week, uh-huh. we, it's a good thing we listened to some music. Good thing. So you said we. Did you also listen to uh, this? Um, I don't know if I listened to this, but I did listen to Vampire Weekend, Father <laughs> of the Bride. Okay. All right, so are we going to talk about Father of the Bride now? Uh, yes. Yeah, so my Father of the Bride is different from this Father of the Bride. <laughs> There's plenty of them. Yes. Including the film. Yes. Father of the Bride. Which this has nothing to do with, by the way, I want to get that across up front, is that I don't believe there are any, like, correlation between this album and the movie Father of the Bride. 
nor part <laughs> two or part three. <laughs> okay, uh, in case you guys, yes, uh, don't know uh, about Vampire Weekend, which I don't know what rock you've been li- living under since uh, 2007. Well, uh, if you have been living <laughs> under a rock, you were not listening to this rock, Vampire Weekend. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so this is their fourth album. This is a double album, their first Oh, I, album. I knew this was a double album. This is 18 it's tracks a, long and it's 58 minutes. It's an hour. It's not as long as some other things okay, that so I've listened to this for year. For it being an hour, <laughs> yeah. it does run pretty fast. Yeah, it's a pretty brisk hour uh, that the, they know how to pace their records pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so what's your experience with the band? Do you like Vampire Weekend? Have you listened to all of their previous albums? I like A-Punk. Okay, that's from their first record. Period. Okay. <laughs> Next. Is that it? Yeah. That's okay. about it. So you you have do you want, you don't have that much experience with the the middle the middle couple? I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. When I listen to um, rock on the radio. Uh-huh. Uh But as for like knowing it off the top of my head. Okay. No. All right. But um, listening through this album, they have the different. They have a unique style that I can tell. Oh yeah. Any song you put on this record, you can tell, like, yeah, that's definitely a Vampire Weekend song. So, yeah, so uh, they've definitely developed a sound uh, mm-hmm. that's a little different from their, their original sound, uh, less guitars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. uh, but but what they've really nailed down is their own, like, kind of vocabulary. Like, for a while, the joke with Vampire Weekend was always, oh, they're just doing world music. Oh, they're just doing African beats. Oh, they, they're ripping off Paul Simon. Like, that used to be the recurring theme. Okay. And so now, yes, they're still ripping off Paul Simon. Yes. But they're doing it in a different way every time. And, like, this is, I think, an interesting example of that because it's just so much of it. It's just so much Vampire Weekend in this like, single single album. And But I think, I think it's a really good collection of what they do best. It is. Um, like I said, this, this definitely sounds like a Vampire Weekend song. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have an idea of what Vampire Weekend sounds like, yeah. that's what this is. There is duets thrown out yeah. throughout the album. So, Danielle Heim. Yes. There's a lot of Danielle Heim. <laughs> I believe that is of the band Heim. Yes, she is one of the Heim sisters. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, she is heavily featured um, on this record, she's at least in six of the eighteen, if not more. Yeah, I want to say it feels like like she's the only other person singing. Yeah, I read a review in which that they said they basically said she might as well be a member of the band in this thing. Because yeah, of how heavily she's featured. She's not the only guest, though. There are other guests, uh, but yeah. Um, otherwise, though, it is. It's very much in that band's wheelhouse. They're, they're trying a little bit of, of kind of a tonal difference. There's a few songs that do sound like they, they're, they're a little bit more of a folk influence, mm-hmm. um, including the opener, including uh, the song Married in a Gold Rush, uh, which is kind of the only, like, a real traditional duet. Um, and then, yeah, like, the, there is kind of, they're, they're playing around a little bit more with genre here yep. than they have in the past. There aren't as many ballads compared to the last record. There really is only really one. Yeah. Maybe two. I think there's like, there's a couple, but... Also, I'll, though, least... there aren't that many, like, clear, like, this is a single for the radio, though. They've always, every single Vampire mm-hmm. Weekend record has at least had one radio signal. Yeah. I don't know what that is this time. I'm not sure. Yeah, and I don't know if they're going for one. I think they've maybe gotten to the point where they don't need that in this era of their career. 
Well, I will point out that half their songs are love songs. They yes. talk a lot about relationships, a lot about love, marriage. Yeah. It's really aptly named that it's called Father right. of the Bride. And I think that that's on purpose because yeah. in an interview, uh, Ezra Koenig, who is the lead singer and ostensibly the band leader, um, he did an interview, I think, with Stereo Gum, in which he said as much. He said basically, like, he likes to imagine that. Uh, the characters in his songs are the same characters from her ol- from his older albums that have just grown older as of the as of the case of things. Okay. So they're settling down. They're getting married, just like the members of the band are, because he also has settled down. Of course, famously, he is now uh, in a relationship with Rashida Jones. He has just had their first. They have just had their first child. Mm-hmm. So this is very much a reflection, the changing themes of the songs is a reflection of his life and his changing life. So yeah, you're right. There are a lot more uh, love songs, and that's not really a thing they've done before as a band. This has a lot of that kind of theming because they are getting older. Yeah, but it's also a nice shift in tone. It is. Um, sure. the, they don't pound you with love songs or yeah. those <laughs> kind of songs. There is one song that is pretty, like... Like the most lovey, lovey, dovey thing, where they're both based, like it's the another duet oh, with Daniel yeah, Hayne, where they're going back and forth giving each other compliments. Oh, it's adorable, but it is kind of syrupy sweet. Oh, oh, it's like gold something, wasn't it? I forget what it's called, but yes. Yeah. But there is, but yeah. So that's probably the one moment where I could see people be like starting to roll their eyes, be like, "All right, we get it. You're in love." <laughs> We got it. Yeah. Yes. If I was in a relationship with Rashida Jones, I would probably write this something this like syrupy too. <laughs> Let's be real. But still. Um, <laughs> but I think it's it's a fun time, especially if you like this band. Um, I still probably think that the last one they did, Modern Vampires of the City from 2013, still probably better. The highs are higher in mm-hmm. that thing. There are some highs here. But and there's but and there's probably a lot more like good songs than maybe the first two records at least in my opinion, at least in my opinion. So yeah, if I was to rank, it would probably be three, four, two, one. Maybe swap one and two depending on the day. Um, <laughs> but that's where I'm at right now. But as for somebody who's not as like well first with the catalog, what do you think overall? Like. Overall, they definitely have a tone or an, yeah. a style of their own. Like I said at the very beginning, you could any song on this album, you could definitely tell this is clearly a Vampire Weekend song, mm-hmm. especially if you're coming to this from their main single, A Punk. Yeah, from from their single. Like for example, if you just if you're just familiar with A Punk from the first record, or Cousins from Contra, yeah, or uh, even uh, what was the one that was that was the single last time around? Uh, bah, 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 bah. They played it a lot on freaking our local rock station. I forget what it was. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Anyways, anyways, yeah. If you're um, coming from a hits perspective right. of a Vampire Weekend, you can definitely tell this is a Vampire Weekend album, mm-hmm. and there's nothing too much into it that's going to be like, oh. This isn't what I came here for. No, no it's, it's very it's, much, yeah. yeah. It, it's very uh, beginner-friendly that way. But it's also rewarding for people who are more knowledgeable about about the back catalog. Because there are explicit references to previous songs mm-hmm. in, in the song, which I always appreciate. And so, yeah, uh, it's got a little something for everybody. I think you'll hear this a lot on in um, a lot of, like, backyard parties this summer. Yeah. It's, it's re- it, it does a really good job of doing that vibe. 
It's a good. It's a good album. I like it a lot. All right. Surprising. We like it better. Yeah, we like we like the same thing. Well, you know, it happens every once in a while. All right. <laughs> Is there any other music? That is it. Like I said, I had, I had a lot of catch-up to do after my vacation that right. I'm still trying to catch up on. So. I listened to a couple of singles. Um, the only one I can remember that I listened to was the new uh, rap song by <laughs> Eminem and Future, I think. Okay. Um, I don't know I bring Wait, you didn't listen to the Lil Wayne Blink-182 collab that apparently happened? I missed that one. <laughs> I also did. But apparently, I listened to that Eminem song, and uh-huh. oh my gosh, that is like the rappiest of rap songs and I've heard it's in a long all time. all Eminem does now. Uh, yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, this is why I don't listen to rap anymore. It just bombarded me with with, with rap lyrics. It's Eminem, just... Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, right. let's move on. Let's move on to video games. And all right, we start video games... With the new releases. Yes, we do. And first up, we have Saints Row the Third. Yes, again. Again. It's a uh, it's a Switch release. Yes, it's a Switch release. It's called the full package. Get it? Because it's a Ratchet and Clank reference. The full package. Yes, the full package uh, for the Switch. We also have (laughs) a Plague Tale colon Innocence. By the PlayStation? Or because we have to have at least one of these every week. What, coolest? <laughs> yeah, something with a ridiculous subtitle. Yes. Uh, for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yeah. And lastly, Rage 2. This is the big release this week. For PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yes, the sequel Ra- to Rage, a game that came out a generation ago. Yeah. Finally, Rage 2. Here this is a shooter, right? This is a shooter, yes. Yeah. This is id... Software, uh, them who brought you uh, such games as Doom. Yep. And Wolfenstein. Id. Here it is. All right. Uh, let's get into some video game news. All right. And this is a big one because we've been covering this consistently. Yes. Loot boxes. This is the first time that we see legislation. Second here. time. Second time. Oh, yeah, the second time. Well, uh, the, as we've covered before, the state of Hawaii, that's right, Hawaii. passed a legislation for but loot this box time, gaming. This is on the national Senate floor. Uh, the federal. Yes, federal. Hello, federal. Yes. Well, <laughs> Senator Josh Hawley, yes. uh, a Republican, yes. get this, a Republican from Missouri, yes. uh, is introducing legislation that seeks to ban exploitive... Exploitative. 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 (laughs) Explicitive. (laughs) Video game industry practices that target children like loot boxes and pay to win. Yes. Um, Quote, social media and video games prey on user addictions, siphoning our kids' attention from the real world, and extracting profits from fostering compulsive habits. No matter this business model's advantage to the tech industry, one thing is clear. There is no excuse for exploiting children through such practices, <laughs> as Senator Hawley said <laughs> in his senator voice. So, I want to know one thing about how this is written. So he could have easily just been like, hey, the companies are doing this. Instead, he went around the companies completely and said, 
Ah, oh, social media and video games. Tisk yep. tisk. They're ruining ch- children. Oh yeah, because of this thing. But really, it's the media. It's, it's the like, media. Hmm. Yes. Uh, well, when a game is designed for kids, game developers shouldn't be allowed to monetize addiction. And when kids play games designed for adults, they should be uh, walled off from compulsive microtransactions. Game developers are knowingly exploit children should face legal consequences. Do you know what the name of this bill is? Yeah, what's the name of this bill? It's Protecting Children from Online Gambling oh, Act. Okay. Well, see, that's that's why I'm conflicted about this, and one of the reasons why I want to talk about it is because I feel like that opening statement he makes makes me so mad. But then the rest of it, he's totally right. Oh no, he's he's right. <laughs> it's like, like it just this is sucks something... the way that he framed it. Oh no, yes, yeah. it's dumb the way he framed it. This yeah. is something we should. But ultimately, yes, I agree with the fact that this is a dumb practice. That like, yeah, there should be things in games preventing kids from easily accessing much microtransactions. I agree. I'll try to see if I can find out the actual name for this thing, because I saw it. Um, yeah, you, yeah, the senator uh, just uh, the bill to ban loot boxes and pay to wins. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's meant to target these loot boxes stuff, like we've seen, mm-hmm. uh, as specifically in Belgium where they outright banned it. Right, uh, but it's it's. I I don't know how I feel about this. Because <laughs> on the one part, yes, you have to protect the children. But at the same time, he's not doing this to protect the children. Yeah, it's weirdly worded. But, like, if it, it'll be interesting to see further word and if anybody backs him up on this. Right. Well, apparently this is only supposed to be uh, applied to games that are rated M or lower. Basically, yeah. anything under 18 rated. Because... They're still kids under 18. Right. I mean, the M rating, officially, is, is 17. 17 right, which is why it includes that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is meant to drop or to stop loot boxes and loot game, but it's not. They'll just go around it. Uh, because the next story we're going to talk about mm-hmm. has already done that. <laughs> yep. And that is, of course, EA. Well, EA's at it again. Or are they? Aren't well, they? I think this is part of their goodwill strategy for 2019. After the crappy year they had last year, I think this is one of the things that they were trying to trying to do to clean up the image and make people happy again. Oh, see, I saw the opposite of this story. <laughs> but okay. we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> uh, well, Electronic Arts apparently is doing both good and bad this week. <laughs> as their subscription service, EA Access, is coming to the PlayStation 4 this summer. Yes! Uh, they announced Tuesday the subscription service it will be uh, premiering on the PS4 in July, and it's as it is currently only available on the Xbox One and PC. Uh, players can get an EA Access for $4.99 a month or $30 yearly. Uh, there's definitely a big discrepancy there. I think they want to do the yearly. A little bit. Uh, the membership gives access to a vault of games that players can enjoy without restrictions, as well as Play First Trials, which allows players to enjoy new EA games for up to 10 hours. Yeah. Um, this is something that they should have done a long time ago, 
I believe this was an exclusive yes. for Xbox, which so, is why yeah, they couldn't do there it. There are currently X. Well, no. So uh, apparently, what happened? I learned this on a podcast I listened to today. Okay. But apparently, what happened was Sony was approached by EA to offer this on the PlayStation. Sony turned them down. Sony told EA that they didn't believe that it was going to be a good deal or a lucrative business deal, like a business investment for them to make mm-hmm. as a platform holder. They just legitimately didn't see the 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 use case nor saw it as being as successful as it has been. So they then watched it over the course of time being on the Xbox and on PC, and they probably realized, hmm, yeah, I guess we were wrong, and said probably like, hey, EA, do you want to make that deal? <laughs> and welcome to back into the fold. So yeah, this will be good for PlayStation 4 owners that don't have Xbox Ones and ha- or PCs and haven't had access to all these games. So it'll be cool. Yeah, it'd be good. I saw the the reverse of this, which was um, EA's investor meeting. Oh. Uh, which I think we covered last week or two weeks ago. And how their big AAA titles, and including Anthem, still a big money loss for them. As they, yeah. It only made like $5 million total. Yeah. When they still expected that to make that like the first week. And that their free game, Apex, right. Apex Legends, is... Their money-making game. So I saw EA is going to be shifting mm-hmm. uh, their business practices uh-huh. toward to mimic more Apex Legends type stuff. Which is probably a good idea. Especially yes. if all those games are as good as Apex Legends and are better than <laughs> Anthem. Yeah. But this may be signaling a change from... Triple A, mm-hmm. big developers, big story action-driven games. Smaller too. stuff. Smaller stuff, yep. Which, yeah, again, might be smarter for them, at least for a little bit. Yeah, but this is this is a company move. Not necessarily we're doing it for the gamers. Mm-hmm. But as EA put, I will always put it, gamers vote with their wallets. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Ugh. EA, what are you doing? They're always trying something. They're always doing something. All right, well, let's get into thoughts. Do you have anything else? Uh, I did not play any video games this week, so I've got nothing to add. Okay, well, uh, as I reported a couple weeks ago, Kingdom Hearts 3 came out with its new patch, which included Critical Mode. So I've been playing some Critical Mode. That thing has kicked my ass! Yes, that's what you were saying last week when you brought this up briefly. Yes. uh, Still have a problem with it? Uh, I played more of it, um, but even with my souped-up Keyblades, or at least I have to get back to being souped up, mm-hmm. um, it's still a struggle, which I am enjoying the struggle, weirdly <laughs> enough. Um, it's still hard, but at least it's not like I'm banging my head against the wall, there's no way I can do this. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely like the challenge that... Kingdom Hearts fans were looking forward to and that we should have gotten from the beginning, but Critical Mode has always been a uh, final mix release. Right. So the fact that we're getting it for free is good. There will be DLC uh, announced uh, at E3. That is all but confirmed (laughs) at this point since Square Enix uh, will have its own... Basically, press conference at this point at right, E3. Right, yeah. They will have a press conference at E3. So. Yep. All right. Uh, that's all, right. all I've been playing. Cool. Well, then that's it. And uh, you know what that means. 
Oh, that means we get to wrap, plug away. We get to wrap up the show. That has been it for the Media Boat Podcast for this week. We will be back, of course, next week because this is a weekly show. We do the Media Boat Podcast live on YouTube every Wednesday night around 6.30 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. If you want to watch us live, go on YouTube, search Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find our page. If you want to get notifications when we go live, click our little bell and you'll get notifications when we go live. Hey, that's how that works. Funny how that checks out. Funny how that works. Uh, If you want to listen to the audio version of this, this is also available as a podcast. If you search Media Boat Podcast in your podcast catcher of choice, uh, you'll find us. And uh, subscribe to us there and listen to us every week. If you want to find us on social media, we're on Twitter, at Media Boat Cast. We're on Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our page. Like and comment, please. If you want to watch us play video games every once in a while, we're on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. It will post on social media when we're live there. You can also... Uh, help us uh, make this content even better by donating to us on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash is where you go for that. Donate as little as a dollar a month, and even that little amount, a fraction of a coffee every month, uh, can help us make this content even better. So please help us out. Patreon.com slash MediaBoat. And uh, yeah, uh, and like I said earlier in the show, if you have any feedback you want to give us, Questions, comments, corrections, anything, uh, please go to mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a message. We'll read it. I guarantee it. We'll read it. So, yes. Or you can um, talk to us live and we'll read yes. your comments live on Thank air you. and respond live during our live. YouTube broadcast. So, anyway, you want to reach us, we uh, call us, beep us if you want to reach us. If you want to page us, that's not okay because we do not have pagers. But you can email us and that is okay. <laughs> that is okay. All right. You'll see you next week then uh, for another episode of Media Boat Podcast. Bye bye. We'll be back next week with our thoughts on Detective Pikachu. Yes, Pika Pika. Pika Pika, bye. Bye.